Hey dads and welcome to the Dad Nation podcast. Again, November 2023. This is part two or part B of a conversation uh, that DK and I started. So DK is still in the house. Yeah. Because part B of this conversation happened right after <laughs> part A. We're just kind of dividing it up. But uh, those of you that did not listen to, to part A uh, and are going to be listening, or just listen to part B, I got to ask DK a question of the day because yeah. some of you may not know when we're talking to Daryl Keith Bullhofer. Oh, man, that's um, twice. That's, that hurts. Maybe three times, but um, but uh, a little bit about you. This is the yeah. first time you've been on, on, on the podcast. And so, and before, before I do that, a real quick welcome to anyone uh, who's never listened to the Dad Nation podcast before, welcome. This is just a, a community of dads uh, where we just want to encourage and remind you of how much you matter. And uh, there's just not many spaces out there for dads to to be encouraged, to be challenged, to, to grow as a dad. And we wanted to create one of those as a, this is an extension of a ministry called Dad Camp. Uh, you can go find out more about us at dadcamp.org, but we're on mission to build stronger fathers who build stronger families. We just have a dream to see a world where every family has a great dad. And so we thought, let's try to do a little bit more of that through this podcast. And mm-hmm. so uh, we are doing that. My co-host, Matt Crittenden, is not available this month as he's in some emergency room in Westfield, Indiana, I'm guessing, doing what he does. Yeah. And so... God created him to be an ER tech, yeah. or ER, ER doctor. Yes. Not a, yes. Yeah. So he's ER doctoring it today. So we got DK here. So DK is our newest staff member, yes. but he's been a part of our team for for several years now. Um, got to that point where, as as a ministry, as an organization, we just said when DK can can, if Lord willing, can become a part of our of our staff of our team, that that uh, we're going to make that happen if we can. And so he has. Uh, retired from an incredible mm-hmm. career in the military and is moving into the dad camp world and so <laughs> and has so very thankful for that but dk tell us something about yourself maybe you've never told me before is okay. that, is that you know, I, hopefully I, there's not some secrets i really no, don't know but no i mean i'm in so my 20 you, yeah one thing about dk he hates surprises so uh, yeah. i'm asking you to surprise me because i like surprises yeah, I'm not great at that. You know, I'm not great at these. But yeah, I'm on my 27th day of retirement. Uh, so, and but it's also my 27th day of being on staff. So I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to. I want to make it to 28. But uh, <laughs> gosh, something that you don't know, um, or maybe just generally, people would say, you know, they've been around me some, but this is something unique about me. Um, I would say that it's. Uh, this is something I actually just talked to my our, our twin boys about. Okay, um, when I was young, uh, like uh, gosh, I would have been four, I believe. I was four years old. I actually um, jumped into a well, like an in-ground well that has like so you have to think like old farmhouse well, you know, where they have the pipes and everything in the ground. Yeah, like, like it pulled a pulled a pull the cover off of yeah. it, pull the, the, like this barn door style of cover off. And then there's a well in there, uh, that has, you know, the pump house and all this other housing piping and everything. Uh, they were doing maintenance on our house or on the pipes or whatever, but the shovel that was next to the well fell in the well. 
and um, I erroneously believed I was, I was a say, superhero. Th- thought it was the wise decision to yes. go get and the shovel. My brother, uh, who is uh, a couple of years older than me, um, did not stop me. Uh, from jumping headfirst into a well that Derek, was... Derek, I'm so disappointed in <laughs> no, you. Don't, no, be disappointed in me. Uh, <laughs> he made the, he, he, he knew better. You know, He's it's like, one of those things, you, hmm. you don't bail, let him fail. <laughs> like that was, that's where we're at. So, at age four. <laughs> at age four. But uh, I, so I, I, I landed face first because I jumped headfirst and um, I knocked out all four of my bottom teeth at age four. So... Um, I had had all of them. I had all my bottom teeth at the time. I knocked all of them out. I swallowed two of them, and then they had to. And the other these two, weren't your baby teeth. Or uh, were they? They were. They were not my baby teeth. Oh. So, um, and it, I might get the. I might have the age wrong, but regardless of that, uh, it was old enough to have. They um, they were my baby teeth. That was the that was the problem. So I had to wait all of these extra long years to get my adult teeth. That's how I should explain it. So at age four, I knocked so out. infant dentures or something going on here? No, no. <laughs> we lived in a farmhouse that like, you know, had a well. Do you think we could afford baby dentures? <laughs> um, so no, uh, they, I had, I developed a speech impediment. So I, I slurred my S's all the way up until I was a freshman in high school. Um, so much that like, it was a, it was a problem. And, um, so that was something that created a lot of, I would say, childhood anxiety for me. I never even noticed. My brother never cared. He that was, you know, he he gave me a hard time about a lot of stuff, but I don't ever remember him mm-hmm. making fun of me for that. If our friends did, he put them in place, which was awesome because you just hear like a thump, and then like was that that was it. He handled it for of. me. But uh, <laughs> I love that guy. Uh, but so I developed a speech impediment, and it was very hard to break. Um, so much of that, I actually stopped talking for like an entire summer. My brother doesn't remember this, but it's real. And I read the dictionary instead. Like anytime I, I would instead of being in conversation, I just didn't. I just read. I read the dictionary. And, uh, and for I, those who don't know DK, he's not short on words too often. So yeah, this, that's this was a very all. painful part of his life. <laughs> yes. He became short on words. So I think it's overcompensation <laughs> on the backside too <laughs> in conversation. But uh, I, I definitely didn't take the entire summer off of talking. But I. I really, I had gotten made fun of so much that year in school uh, between the seventh, my seventh and eighth grade year, uh, which is fine. It wasn't okay to get made fun of, but it was fine for what it did. But anyway, I came out of it. Uh, just I learned all of these big words, but I, I was still too scared to pronounce any of them that had an S sound in them. So uh, when I get really sleepy, uh, I start, I'll start slurring my, my S's again. And, uh, or, you know, if I'm, see, I didn't know this. There you go. There you go. So that's the only Definitely way I never heard this story and you'll never hear it at dad camp. Cause I don't, I don't get tired there. I, I have to come down from dad camp. I have to like go take a walk around the County and to wind down. So yes. In our most recent experience, you said, I'm so jacked up right now yeah, after yeah. uh, gorilla wars that you led that you said, I might as well just drive the two hours to get to this other location. I am in the middle of the night because there's no way I'm going to sleep. Correct. And I did. And I was up for a half an hour after I got there <laughs> I was, and I jumped in the river the next morning. Cause let's go. Like, so let's, in the river or in the pond Oh, the river. So, okay. Like flat so rock to, river. You had to find a place to get in there. It was pretty, 
pretty low. Jason, I, I spent 23 years walking through other people's woods. Okay. It's not an issue it's for not me an to issue. find an access point to Got a river. It. All right. We'll just <laughs> end of story. Yeah. Oh, all right, guys. Well, there's a little bit of DK history for you. We'll never <laughs> get anywhere else <laughs> exclusive to the Dad Nation podcast. Never, never again. Me. Never never heard before. <laughs> Surprised See, you. <laughs> it, that did. I like it. I love surprises. I really do. We, uh, we have jumped in. Um, to a conversation around a resource by Andy and Sandra Stanley. Andy's the pastor of North Point Community Church. Um, again, as you're listening, that might be a name you love. That might be a name you're kind of not love or something in between. Uh, but we have found this resource that they wrote to just be invaluable when it comes to what is in there for dads and for moms. Um, one of the best parenting tools uh, and we've heard this throughout the season as as we've 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 used this resource created some content around it and uh, we just felt like as we come out of our dad camp season um, and if you're unfamiliar with dad camp as a listener these are just father son father daughter experiences that that are primarily what our organization does that's kind of the heartbeat of how we reach and disciple fathers but uh, each and every year, we create new content around a particular resource. This was the resource we chose this year, and we just felt like, why don't we, for the next several months, just go a little bit deeper? For those of you that that have never read this particular book, um, you're going to, you know, hopefully get a lot of added value to these conversations. And those of you that have it and have, you know, started to dive in or have dove all the way in, hopefully, again, this will just take us to just a, another level of conversation as we kind of just apply some of these really intentional ways to, as he, they say, getting it right, mm-hmm. getting, getting it, your parenting it uh, right. And so the beginning of the book, uh, the first, second, and third chapter, we're gonna, this month we're talking about chapter two, these four stages of parenting, and we're getting into the first two, the discipline years and the training years. Uh, in part one of, of this month's, uh, these episodes, uh, we we talked about the discipline years. So we're going to talk about the training years. That's really the elementary kind of season uh, of being a dad. Uh, the next month, we'll get into the, the coaching and friendship years, uh, kind of more the high school and then young adult to adult kind of stage of, uh, of being a dad. But uh, we're going to focus more. Um, this conversation, these remaining minutes on the training years. And I wanted to say this one quote. I thought it was strong uh, before we jump in. And it's that kids, they moved from, you know, they moved from these stages one to the other without really any thought, really any effort. They're just growing up and they're just uh, being a kid. Um, but parents don't. Kids move from one stage without thought or effort, but parents don't. And this is where sometimes as parents, if we don't understand these different stages and we get stuck in one style of parenting and don't shift to another, uh, that we can maybe uh, get stuck as parents. And you see kind of this all the time. Um, I, I gave the example last episode of, of, of even my wife and I right now, our kids, uh, we have one that's married to uh, our second child is uh, she just finished university and is, you know, you know, kind of doing starting her adult life adulting mm-hmm. life and then our youngest is is in first year of medical school and so we're in what's called the friendship years we're coming out of the coaching years but it's it's been hard for us to still not play the coach uh, we still i think find ourselves calling our kids and trying to maybe offer advice when they're not asking for it or mm-hmm. hey like we think 
your way there maybe we could offer a different solution there and uh, when they're not really you know there's times when they ask for it but there's also times when we probably offer more than what what they really want us to be because <laughs> we it's just hard to you know take yourself out of these this this coaching phase and so we as parents don't naturally you know unless we make intentional shifts and understand these stages so that's why we're talking about the stages so we know how to how to make adjustments uh, in that and so training years elementary kind of stage uh, of being a dad this is where uh you know we 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 think that the skills that we want our kids to have the the traits the values that we want them to have in public we have to start training for them at home in private this is where we start explaining the why it's not just in the discipline years that we talked about in the last episode where you 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 parent towards obedience. This is now where, yeah, you still are parenting towards obedience, but you're having now to explain the why and help them understand. Here's here's why we are, are, are parenting you towards this towards this particular des- destination. Training skills they need to succeed, and um, and so um, DK is in the season of right now, the training years. You are in it, <laughs> oh, in boy. it. Boy, are we ever! And yeah. so, how's how's it going? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> our, our three young men are incredible. It's it's so interesting to to train them right in this in this uh, time of their life, uh, but also to, it, to to do it by leading. But what's interesting about it is you feel like you can't lead by example, but you actually can. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially with uh, with our with our three young men, um, habit forming, right? It, and uh, it's, as it says in the book, there are still consequences connected to actions, which is something you learned the early early stages. You know, from age zero to five, or five, you know, one to six, if you will. But there's a lot more explaining that happens now. Yep. And as we know, um, I'm very long winded in my explanations at times. Uh, most times, my spouse is usually not, okay. you know, because she yep. is used as a as a teacher. She she's used to having short, clear, concise. Yep. And they got to move on to the next right. thing. She's got we're, objectives. Where me, lesson like, plans. Oh, you're on my you're on my time, pal. We're gonna go for a little walkabout, and we're gonna talk about this. And uh, it's not a healthy way to do it by any means, but it's going really well. Um, I would say, you know, the times I think the wheels have fallen off is just about the time that, you know, you know, our our sons will walk up to us and wrap our, their arms around us and be like, you know, I'm really sorry that that happened. And, you know, I don't I don't want to feel I don't want you to feel like that type of thing. And we're really I kind of try to turn it and say, no, I don't want you to feel like that. I'm like I this does not change our love for you and our 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 respect for you in this point in your life. But. I've been where you're at, but it was different then, yeah. and I need you to be different then. Yeah. So uh, it's been a lot of training. Sure. It, it, you know, <laughs> so much training. <laughs> as I reflected on both these discipline and training years, I I was like, you know, I think I think we really did the discipline years well, and from but I would I, there's some things like man, I wish I'd have understood this a little bit better mm-hmm. when we when I was in this season of fatherhood because i think i would go back i would i would change a few things here um like there were certain things that we definitely trained our kids towards 
there's other things that I wish I would have trained them more towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I thought about it, I was like, the things like sports were a big part of our family. Um, and so we use sports as a training ground, not just to train the sport, but to train life. And I love that because we all, uh, we just had a bend towards that. And I was very thankful, like all my kids had a bend towards that. Mm-hmm. So it was a natural affinity for for us, uh, for me and our, my relationship with them, for me to do with them. I coached them in mm-hmm. multiple sports. Uh, so that was just this, this, this activity um, or this, you know, this thing that we could go be up this schedule, this organized thing that we could go be a part of. It's the things that weren't organized or scheduled for me that I wish I would have been a little more intentional with the training. Sure. Um, I wrote down a couple of things like, um, like reading, for example, my mm-hmm. kids have yet, they don't, they've never really adopted a, a really a, much of a reading habit. And I wish I would have taught them, like they saw me reading books a lot, but they, I never like trained them to read books. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would just kind of like osmosis would like, <laughs> because I've just, you know, I remember, I remember a dad, I remember hearing a story of, uh, it might've been even John Maxwell, but I could be wrong. Um, but he would literally pay his kids like, like 10 bucks a book or something like that. Like, he, he's like, read, 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 but just the knowledge they gained. And I'd the, be broke. <laughs> um, I, I, like I, you know, I've seen Holden like reading like on a recent trip, like, but you know, I was like, man, I wish I'd done better at that. Or mm-hmm. even like generosity. I think he saw, they saw, I've seen like families, how they, 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 they taught like tithing if you're a Christian and um, like bringing their piggy banks and their allowances, taking yeah. 10%, taking that in. We, we definitely modeled it. Yeah. Um, and we tried to live generously and show them that. And so I have actually very generous kids, but in the same, yes. uh, the other way, the, the discipline of some of it, I wish I would have trained, uh, versus like sports. Like, I just thought, man, um, like my son, like he just loves sports. And before we even got him on into organized sports, the training at home, I guess this is the kind of the mm. point I was trying to make. Like, this hat this training happens at home for the most part. And I was like, this kid shot more basketballs than I ever did throughout my entire life. But, but I think before the age of six, he shot more basketballs mm-hmm. than I've ever shot collectively in my fifty years of of existence. He was a freak. And to the point where people were like, you know, turned out basketball wasn't his best sport, but he was insane as a little guy where people were like we're just like, who is this kid? Like, I mean, he he's was, still, he's still insane by the way. He was, you know, just shooting the lights out mm-hmm. from like, you know, it was just funny to watch, but he just loved it. And he would, he would create moments. He would create and he would tr- like, but we would train, you know, inside mm-hmm. of that. But then we train things like perseverance and mm-hmm. grit and never giving up and all yes. those values that you want to try to, you know, um, but you know, but this is that stage where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're coming alongside of them and explaining why, you know, th- you know, through it though. I loved in the book, they talked about practice obedience. Like how do you train obedience? And he would say like, Hey kids, I got a mission for you. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's our house. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this is oh, yeah. as, as, as I knew we were going to talk today. I was like, this is a total yes. DK story. Like I bet, Hey boys, yeah. I got a mission for you. And I could just see their little eyes perk up. Oh like, yeah. Oh Yeah. 
Let's Absolutely. go. Bring it on. Versus like, you know, some other way they'd be like, oh, I come can, on. I can I sell it to them <laughs> so hard too. Like, I can this re- is brilliant. That was a brilliant. Yeah. I like it. So it's yeah. fun. What's, what's a training story? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. So they, man, so many little things, especially uh, when it, when it came to, comes to like just celebrating their mom. Like I really, hmm. I remember I have pictures on my phone. I was looking for it and I, I couldn't find it, but it, it's in there somewhere. Yes. Of, I've seen some of those. Of yes. Where, um, if they, if they wanted to get, or rather we were going to get their mother a gift. Like, okay, so here's our mission. And, but then other times, like that's something simple, right? Cause you're giving a gift. Well, if it's something they don't want to do, um, I would say we were better at this earlier on. We're still learning the language to use now um, as they're older. Uh, the twins are almost 10 and, and our oldest is almost 12. But some, uh, gosh, some of the missions where I would just say, okay, hey, mom's going to be home in 10 minutes. What are the chances we could get this thing done? And if we do, she'll never, like, she will be so happy to walk through the door and see all of this done. And then when she walks through the door and she has no idea now, other times, and they're probably going to be listening to this podcast with me, but other times, like I absolutely tell her like, Hey, Hey. you're coming home to this. And then she'll come in and just way over the, this is amazing. But what's really cool is in the moment, they don't know that, especially when they were younger. And it's so important to do that. Uh, Yep. You know, it, it, the the re, the response that they they reference in the book, I really get that a lot from my my three uh, young men, and it's not it's not the military side. Like, make sure because like they call me sir, and it's so funny because that's I was never called that in the military, but um, when they say it to me, it it's it's such an honorable thing, mm-hmm. and you know, but they they're still so like my oldest will say. Yes, sir. And, you know, and I'll hear, you know, pitter patter upstairs and go do the thing. Uh, whereas the twins, like they kind of, they, they live in their own little orbit anyway. So they'll get on their own little missions. But usually this is the best part about the missions is they will, the twins will almost always put on a costume before they, they go accomplish the mission. <laughs> I'm like, no, a wardrobe change was not part of it. But like all of a sudden, like they have on like one of their costumes, the Nerf guns, they've got the, you know, the war paint, whatever it is. It's like, guys, we're just going to go get the mail. But they wanted to do it in their ghillie suit, which I totally yeah. respect, you know, and luckily we have neighbors who are okay with that. And the ones that aren't like, you can't say them anyways, they're in a ghillie suit. So that's right. Fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, they, they said and the take advantage of mm-hmm. this training season, be, you know, because everything is fine and fun right now for you. Like they, your kids at this stage that, you know, they love practicing and playing games and, Mm -hmm. and they made this point with this, that they'll play just about anything if it means they get to play with you. So turn everything and like turn your training sessions into these missions and games and things, because Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're involved, when you're training alongside with them, not just telling them what to do, but you're training alongside with them. They're going to mean, they're going to love that. And they're and just the learning that goes on with that, you know, mm-hmm. that, that goes along with that. But because it's going to be a season not long for uh, uh, your boys when they're going to get that middle school, high school, it's suddenly things that what you what used to work may be like, Dad, yeah, yeah that's not cool anymore. Right, right now, it's cool. Mm-hmm. And so take advantage of that, parents, in this stage when you're still the, you're still the guy. That's right. So, so use it. So – um, and then I like the advice of refrain from expecting publicly mm. what you have not trained privately. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. Uh, I think 
we're probably, if we're all being honest with each mm-hmm. other, there's probably some moments where we're, we're all guilty of, of this, like, you know, your kids are behaving or not doing something in public and you're, you're kind of, yeah. yeah, getting a little frustrated or whatever in the moment. But if you haven't trained it privately, yeah. you know, beca- my, you know, in my former career, they would say, uh, don't expect what you don't inspect, meaning don't Ooh. expect whatever it is to work or to function or to be ready if you did not inspect it for operability purposes prior to, prior to. the mission. And uh, that's something that my, that our three young men are learning, you know, when they forget their lunch or they forget their iPad, their school iPad or whatever yep. they needed for that day. Yep. And then I show up to school with it, kind of holding it, dangling in front of them. Like, oh, I didn't check my backpack. I'm like, but you told me you did. So now we have to talk about, you know, yeah, truth telling when we on the way home, but but you know that's just part of it. I mean, I yep. always tell them I'm just glad that I get to see you again. Yep, yep. but let's not make it a habit. <laughs> exactly. Yep, exactly. So so we've got through these two stages. The the discipline years are when we're just focused on helping our kids understand the importance of obedience, and now we're as elementary dads of elementary uh, parents of elementary kids. These training years is where we start explaining the why, not just. Do it because I say so, but let me tell you why. Let me explain mm-hmm. how this is going to help you have a better future. Let me explain why this is going to be important to your safety, your overall well-being, how this is going to be impactful on another human being if you make this choice, you know, for good or for bad. Um, you know, explaining that there's consequences to their actions and what those look like in advance of the decision that's being made. And uh, you just it's 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 a fun time. It's mm-hmm. it's really where you come alongside of them and they start the the light bulbs kind of start to go on for the you know for some of the first mm-hmm. times and it, it's it's a it's a it's a fun season uh, to be to be a dad. And so um, you know as as we kind of kind of wrap up this part two episode, um, I just I would encourage you to, to if you don't have the book to get it. I really would. Um, so good. Uh, this it's just an invaluable. I've just I've read a lot of parenting resources over the last 18 years and I really would put this one at the top of my list. And like I said, uh whether or not you love Andy Stanley or not, that's that's one thing, but I still don't think it discounts the the gold that's in this book at all. Um it's 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 really really good. And and then this isn't just a a book for dads. This is a book equally uh for 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 moms. And so if you're married, share this content with your wife. Um and uh and if you're not married, maybe share it with your with your kid's mom, uh, because it's just there's just so much good stuff in here. We're gonna we're gonna really uh, push this out and go quite a bit deeper in the months ahead, where we're talking about discipline, the goal of discipline, and strategies for spiritual formation, and you're cultivating faith in your home, and the power of your words. And I mean, there's just so much stuff that we're gonna kind of, but we wanted to start with um, as they start with just. What are these basic stages? Because if we don't know them as as parents, we're not going to naturally drift into the next stage like uh, like your kids do. So, right. final ten percent, DK. Uh, yeah, I just I kind of made a little tick mark here. Um, it says, "Don't miss the opportunities to make moments teachable. Don't miss the opportunities to make mm-hmm. moments teachable." And something that they cover in the book that, again, thankfully, it's like as you go through a book like this, you're like you kind of you almost want to like create scenarios where you are doing what they did in the book to maybe reaffirm the 
you have it all together. But it's super important to know that that you don't have to do that. But uh, it says, you know, don't uh, miss an opportunity to make moments teachable. And as they reference in the book, something that we've really leaned on our our boys for is, uh, you know, we're raising we're raising men, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, someday that we're we're hoping that they see why we do this. And one of the things that my three young men uh, don't love yet, but they're learning to embrace, is I encourage them and ask them to order food for themselves. Like obviously, run it through the, the mom and dad filter first. Otherwise, so we're not getting you know. French fries with extra French fries with a side of French fries for dinner, but we encourage them to make eye contact when they do it, ask questions about the menu. I was going to wait for you to bring this one up because that is, I've seen this a big deal yes, for you guys. These social is, skills that you is. really. And it has nothing to do with them ordering off of a menu. Right. It's just the idea that if they show up on, you know, someone's doorstep asking, you know, however many years from now asking, you know, a, a, a girl to a, a, a prom or, you know, even something more serious in life, you know, yep. an engagement, a proposal, right? Like, or a job interview. I need them to be comfortable in having a face-to-face conversation with another adult. And I need that to be something that is habitual and not something that they're learning uh, you know, arguing with the steering wheel on the way to job interview. There you go. And, uh, and, yep. and I've seen our friend Jeremy Robinson when we were, uh, his daughter Allison, when we were flying back in Minnesota, she ordered off the menu. And it uh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, she's wonderful and he's a wonderful dad and from a wonderful family. It, but it, I was like, that's awesome because they're nailing it. And it, with my, my, my approach and with our young men, yeah, they're like, Dad, why are you making me do this? Don't make me and uh, I s- we're going to talk about it if you really have questions. But I think on the back end, if you if you don't miss the opportunity to make something teachable, as long as you don't make it about you and your own pride, that is something transparently I can definitely get wrapped around the axle on. Is uh, I don't ever want to say, well, you're embarrassing me, even though that has definitely come out of my mouth because it, it happens. Um, just like I embarrassed my parents, I embarrassed myself. I want them to know. And I, and I hope that all the, the dads listening, anyone listening that they, that, you know, um, it isn't about you. If you really get down to it, it's about making the moment teachable because you're, you're creating young adults who want to be better adults who want to create the same for their children. So don't waste an opportunity to make it teachable. And uh, love them regardless, starting in it with a hug or starting in it with an I love you, whatever it takes. But uh, you have what it takes to make it teachable, so go, go do whatever it takes to make it teachable. There you go. There you go. That's what we like to say. That's right. That's how we end these things. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts uh, outside of this, this conversation. I'm actually you know, looking at your, your shirt you're wearing mm-hmm. today, DK. You're wearing the Dad Camp Army shirt that mm-hmm. we gave to all of our Army members this year. Yeah. Uh, We've had over, man, we're over six or 700 families now um, in the last couple of years. It's just doubled. Um, the Dad Camp Army is just on mission to spur on the vision of Dad Camp. And we just, uh, we want to see a world where every family is a great dad. And these are the families that are allowing us to be on this podcast, mm-hmm. that are allowing us to be creating spaces in places all over the world, Guatemala, Honduras, Uganda, Kenya, Congo, France, Portugal, Northern Ireland, all over the U.S., um, believing that when you reach a dad, you reach a family. And uh, it's hard to reach a dad. And uh, God is using mm. dad camp 
to reach guys. And we've seen 18 consecutive years of growth uh, where more and more fathers are being impacted. And so the Dad Camp Army is saying yes to that. And so uh, as a listener, um, we just want to encourage each and everyone to be a part of the Dad Camp Army. And so uh, if that would be, you know, there's a lot of things to give your your time, your prayer, and your money to. Um, and uh, if this is a, a mission and vision that would, would grab your heart and say, yeah, that, that's something I want to see, um, then consider the Army. And so just go to dadcamp.org, and there's a Dad Camp Army page. You can just say, hey, I want to find out more about about what that is. And uh, we would love for you and uh, all of our listeners to join the movement um, just because we want to. We just want to reach as many dads as we can. And the only way we can do that is to have an army that's saying, let's go, let's mm-hmm. move, create more spaces, create more locations, and all that. And then share this conversation with your friends, uh, whether or not they've been to dad camp or not. Uh, this is a space just to be encouraged. So share it review it rate it the more that you rate it as long as you rate it good that's the key <laughs> thing right uh the more that you rate it the more it kind of gets out there in the world yeah. of algorithms and exposure i don't know how that works that's above my pay grade Same. but uh but we have had listeners now in most continents um and uh, we've got a growing we heard last month from our social media gal that we've got more listeners in canada and germany and <laughs> i think it was i forget what the other was it's Australia. Australia, that's right. Yeah. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah. So welcome We've to never our even Aussies. Been there. No. I've been there once. I don't think I talked about Dad um, Camp. So if you yeah, if you're in Australia listening, yeah. um, tell us why and how. Um, also and thank share you. Share it. And thank you for listening. <laughs> and you know, yeah, go to our contact us page at, at dadcamp.org and let us know your story. Um, yeah. we're just really encouraged by that. And so mm-hmm. continue to continue to share uh, so that we can just be an impact and an and uh, an encouragement. To, to the dads uh, that God opens us Man. the opportunity to do so. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. As DK has already said, dads, you guys have what it takes. Mm-hmm. We really believe that. Um, if you are a dad, I mean, we believe that's a calling that yeah. God's put on your life. And the fact that it's a calling, he didn't choose me to be your child's father. He chose you. And that's the true calling from God. And that just means he says you have what it takes to be exactly who your child needs as a dad you know the father that your child needs and so go do whatever it takes knowing that you have what it takes then we have to go do something about it go be go be that dad and so we spur you on we commend you we love you guys and uh hopefully we'll talk to you again next month on the dad nation podcast take care guys